Hello everyone, I'm your host Ryan Mazon, Program Manager in Daytona Beach. Thanks for tuning in to Going Places with Career Services. We are here with you today in the Wicked Studio in Daytona Beach, Florida, and we are pumped to share with you the best practices and resources when applying to a career. Here to discuss more with you on this topic is our core career intellects, Assistant Director in Daytona Beach, Lauren Burmester. Hi. Our other Assistant Director here, Sandy Oman. Hello. Project Manager representing Worldwide Career Services, Roth Britton, will be joining us virtually. And special guests from our Aviation Maintenance Science Department, Charles Horning and Mr. Chris Carta. Welcome to Going Places. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. We'll tackle applying to careers momentarily, but first, our historical events segment. Roth? Thanks, Ryan. As always, the intent of this segment is to not just educate and inform our listeners, but to also really arm them with little breadcrumbs that they can chase when they're in professional interactions. So as you're speaking with someone, you may want to have an interesting topic to speak about. So the breadcrumb that we're going to chase together this week is the pregnant guppy. You may be wondering what in the world I'm talking about, but I encourage you to go out and look up this beautiful bird, and I do mean beautiful, and check it out. It is part of outsized heavy cargo. So outsized heavy cargo are uniquely designed aircraft that fulfill uniquely designed cargo roles. This one in particular actually had some of its use for the Apollo space program. So there's a tie, once again, between those two industries. And despite the fact that this one was birthed and flew in 1962, other iterations of similar aircraft are performing similar functions today. So, again, I encourage you to go look at, up the pregnant guppy, and that'll take you chase down a rabbit hole of different outsized heavy cargo. So why is this topic interesting? Why are we talking about it? Well, it doesn't just connect the past to the future. It also connects flight operations and space operations along with maintenance, logistics, engineering, global business, and a whole berth of other topics. So again, I encourage you to go out, check out this beautiful bird. I'm sure many of you would agree that it is a sight to be seen. My personal connection to this is one of the iterations that uh, landed at a military base I was at. It was the first time I ever got to see it. It picked up a downed aircraft that uh, landed gear up placed it inside its belly and took off. So I'm personally connected to this, but uh, it is a great segment of the industry to check out. I encourage you to do so. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Roth. Now let's dive into everyone's favorite topic. How do I apply for a career? So whenever we work with people on applying to a career, the action plan often begins with what resources to use. Uh, resources can either make or break you. They're often accessible for free online, but it is at times difficult to find a reliable one. I would love to start by getting a feel from the group of what resources they find are the best when helping people apply to a career. So this is Lauren here. I like to use Handshake. It is our career management system that actually replaced Eagle Hire. So those of you that used Eagle Hire in the past, we're now using a new system called Handshake. It's really great for looking for jobs as well as internships, and you have access to it as a current student and even as an alumni. So when you graduate, you will still have access to it. 
I really love Handshake too. This is Ryan. I mean, it's really catered to Riddle students. Uh, when you go into Handshake, you can actually find other resources. There's a great list there. One of my favorites that I especially like to recommend uh, for alum and seniors looking for careers is Career Shift. Uh, it's a great big resource, not necessarily just for Riddle students, but especially if you're looking for something outside of aviation um, and you just so happen to fall upon Career Shift, I would definitely use that. Um, last thing about Career Shift is that truthfully, it's great for networking too. You can find some awesome contact information on there um, that you wouldn't necessarily just be able to Google anywhere else. So this is Sandy and one of the resources I think that students maybe overlook are previous intern papers. So when a student does an internship for credit, they have to write a paper about their experience. So if they went to Delta, they get to write a paper about what they did at Delta Airlines. And so this is a great interview preparation tool to read about what the students did, if it's the position you're interviewing for, to learn a little bit about the culture and um, use some of that information in your interview to really help you to look like you um, have done your research. So that's, this information can be found through Handshake under resources, and then you scroll down to previous intern papers and it's housed in Ernie uh, under the SharePoint account. So thanks for sharing that, y'all. We will talk about a couple more resources, I would say, uh, but those that we just listed are especially free and accessible for you if you are a Riddle student or alum. Uh, resources very popular due to convenience that we want to avoid, though, in the initial stages of applying are big sites like Indeed. It's truthfully like fishing in a big ocean. Take that as a grain of salt, though, because it works out for some applicants, such as applicants in the UAS field. Lauren, do you often see that being true for the students and alum you serve? I do, Ryan. So with my UAS students, this is a very new field in the civilian world. So there are a handful of large uh, employers that are out there. However, there are also a very um, large amount of um, smaller companies and new companies that are, are being created on a monthly, daily basis that students and alumni aren't actually aware of. So a site like Indeed is actually very helpful for them. With that being said, you need to know how to use the site to the best of uh, your ability or use the site to the, in the best uses for that. So what you want to do is you want to try to stay away from job titles. So because this field is very new, there's not a whole lot of consistency with companies and their job titles. For example, you might be looking for a UAV pilot position. One company might call it a pilot position, another company might call it an operator position. The same thing on the operation side, maybe you're looking for a sensor operator position. One company may refer to it as that, whereas another company might call it a system specialist. So if you don't know what that company is using to, to title their jobs, you may be missing out on opportunities. So to make the best use of a site like Indeed, you want to use more key terms, industry key terms such as UAV, UAS, unmanned or even drone that will ensure that you're not missing out on any potential good opportunities that's great lauren thank you so much i mean i use uh that conversation all the time as far as using the right keywords i mean no matter what industry you're in i feel like in today's day and age with applying this stuff that is extremely critical absolutely um, just a, this is Sandy. Just a quick note about Indeed. What I have found is that Indeed is really helpful if you're looking for local opportunities. If you have a smaller area that maybe you don't have a lot of big name companies in, Indeed will have more local type of opportunities if you want to stay there. So I don't say overlook it. 
I'd say use it in addition to all the others, just so you can make sure you're getting a well-rounded picture of your career field. Yes, it's definitely more supplemental than anything else. Thank you both for that. Uh, so with that being said, we were fortunate enough to be able to interview Mike Luo. He's a student ambassador with the Career Services Office here, who also is an international student that advocates for international student involvement and engagement on campus. Let's listen into what he had to share about this topic. Well, Mike, thank you so much for interviewing with us. Tell us about who you are. For sure. Once again, my name is Mike. I'm currently a junior student majoring Aviation Business Administration at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. Okay, and what are you involved with? Um, I was the president for International Student Programming Council, which people always call that ISPC, uh, last semester. Um, as the previous president for this club, I was highly exposed to the international students, and basically me, myself, is um, also an international student as well. So when I was in, when I was the president, a lot of students they approached me said, um, uh, "Do you have any suggestions for international students while they are searching for their jobs or in, uh, internships?" Um, because mostly they told me that they went to career fair, they or they search online, they saw the companies they do not sponsor, so they get um, very. Um, upset because this seems like there are not too many opportunities for international students. However, I told them that actually there are a lot of opportunities. As long as you always keep an eye on those companies, as well as you build connections with the companies during career fair, then that will be your very first step to your success. The most important thing is always keep yourself updated, always reach out to them and search wisely. Uh, I would think that's the most important thing while international students there do their research. Yeah, and, and I know with the work that you did with international students, that's why you were also recommended to be a student ambassador for our office. Um, tell us what you enjoy about being a student ambassador for career services. That's one of my favorite things to share with everybody um, because as standing um, student ambassador, the more um, the perspective I serve more is based on the international perspective. Mm -hmm. So I was fortunate enough to share my thoughts, my um, my experience with my fellow international uh, friends because I uh, had a related um, experience previously. Mm -hmm. um, so I was able to share my experience and my perspective, my thoughts on my uh, from which was from my previous experience. Perfect. And just one more question. What's the best resource when international students want to apply to any opportunity? Yes. So normally as a riddle student, we do go to Handshake because sometimes if you see companies, they do sponsor international students, Handshake will be a great place. But besides Handshake, I also recommend you to go to Going Global because that will be another great place specifically for international students. You can search um, Going Global either on Google or you can simply go to your Handshake account and you will see there is a um, link uh, directly leads you towards the Glo Going Global website. Perfect, Mike. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you. That was Mike Luo, current business major and career services student ambassador at Embry-Riddle Daytona Beach, speaking on behalf of international students and their advocacy. Thanks, Mike. So some of us have been in the game for a while, and we know one of the most influential dynamics of applying to a career is considering the current employment trends of the industry. 
Roth, I know this is something you kept up with from time to time. Have you seen any current trends about aviation worth noting? Absolutely. Thanks, Ryan. Well, when we think about the current trends in the industry, as, as far as how does that apply to you as a listener, as a student, I think that you should be excited. And I think most of us in this room would agree that it is an exciting time to be entering the industry. Or if you're a student that's just looking to take the skills you have and grow from there, it is a very exciting time for a few different reasons, in my mind at least. One being the shortages that we see in terms of pilots, mechanics, and engineers. There's a, there's a, a big push to hire there, but there's also a push that is related to that as well. And what that is, is leveraging technology better. So you may not be a pilot or a mechanic or an engineer, but there are other facets of our Embry-Riddle community and really the aviation community, just generally speaking, that are touched by this. So you may be someone who is currently taking your MBA at, R at Riddle and you're wondering, well, how, you, you're talking about pilot shortages, how does that touch me? Well, if it is through automation and through cost savings, through AI and uh, leveraging big data to make a more sustainable model based on those shortages of personnel, that's absolutely something that you should be excited about um, and you should be exploring so that you can better leverage that when you interact with the companies um, as you leave the university. Another thing I'd like to touch on quickly is long-term trends. So some of the things that aren't huge now, but to me are exciting and on the long-term forefront. One of those is automated small transport. So when we look at uh, a lot of the shows that, that companies are putting on now, when, when you look at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, and they have a whole wing of that dedicated to Bell Helicopters, um, fully automated transport. It's an exciting direction that the industry is going. We're not sure you know, what the long-term projection will look like, but I think that's important for us to understand and realize that things like that are on the forefront. Another is sustainability. Be it through regulation, press, or just cost savings, a lot of companies are looking at what sustainability looks like. And if you're an Embry-Riddle student, I'd say we have you covered. Not only do we have a degree uh, that revolves around sustainability, we also have a lot of other projects and connections to the industry that are looking at how to serve companies better. So sustainability. Finally, electronic propulsion. So a lot of companies are looking into this, leveraging this in certain ways, but once uh, different pieces, be it battery or other technology, catch up, it's really going to uh, be a, an exciting new piece of the industry. So again, these are long-term trends that I think you should be interested in that point towards future careers. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for sharing that, Roth. It's essential to market yourself and use info like trends to your advantage. But another tool when you market yourself is tangible materials. I see with this young professional generation that using a portfolio of materials is losing traction. Sandy, I saw you did a lunch and learn on this topic. Would you care to share what a portfolio is and perhaps a few tips about using your portfolio as a marketing tool? 
Absolutely. So I think a portfolio is a very valuable career tool. Um, over the years, artists and architects have used portfolios to demonstrate their work, but other very obvious career fields that use portfolios would be journalists, and that would be more digital these days. Teachers, advertising, marketing, and sales type people could use portfolios to demonstrate their campaigns and things that they've done. But I really think that almost anybody could use a portfolio, depending on what you're trying to demonstrate to a, uh, an employer or your boss. So a portfolio is useful in many ways. So prior to an interview or maybe an annual meeting with your boss, it's great to look through the prepared portfolio to remind yourself about all the different details that um, you have accomplished over the course of your schoolwork or your, um, your last year of performance on the job. So those details, sometimes we tend to file away a little bit, um, and so they're harder to recall on the spot. But if you've reviewed them, then it's easier to recall them, and it also helps to increase your confidence going into one of these meetings or interviews um, because you're more familiar with the things that you have done, and you're, it's easier to share that. During an interview, a portfolio is very useful because then you can demonstrate those skills by giving tangible uh, project reports or summaries or showing certifications that you've accomplished. And so it's really great to have that with you to really sort of tip the scales a little bit when you're looking at different candidates. Uh, and after an interview, it's great to store your career-related documents all in one place. So it could be resumes, address lists, certifications, accomplishments, letters of recommendation, references. I mean, the list goes on and on. And we actually have a, a, a full page on our career services website about portfolios. So you could always go there if you want to get started on how to create your portfolio. Tips for a good portfolio would be you want to um, have very usable portfolio. It needs to be easy to open and flip through and find information. It should be eye appealing. It should be organized. Use dividers to separate your content so it makes it easier to find. And then the items in the portfolio could be tailored to a specific uh, purpose. So it could be if you have a master portfolio with everything in it, then you might want to make a smaller portfolio to take with you on a job interview. And the items in that portfolio are going to be more tailored to that particular job or that company. Um, not everybody needs to have both. It could be that first, the first, the person who's first starting with the portfolio only has one. But as you add more things to it, then it becomes a little bit bigger weightier and so that's when you might want to think about a tailored portfolio. During an interview you don't want to just hand your portfolio over to someone you want to control it so that you can create interest in what else is in your portfolio but also you can explain the things that are in there. What I have found over the years is that students who have taken the time to create a portfolio um, in the interview have really made a great impression on the employer when you have equal, equally liked candidates, it might be the thing that tips them in your favor. And I have a lot of stories I could tell you where that's happened. Um, a final tip about a portfolio is that it's not something you should just throw together the night before an interview. Uh, it's an extra element of stress if that's what you're doing. So start now. Go pick out a binder. Pick out some um, some dividers that work within the binder. I definitely recommend having page protectors to keep all of your documents safe and and protected and makes it easy to flip back and forth in the portfolio. So you want to find a binder that works really well and decide the things you want to start putting in there now and that way you can start adding to it and it doesn't create stress the night before an interview.
Thank you, Sandy. Well put. This is Ryan. Uh, if I may, one piece of this that is not often brought up is self-care. You do need to t make sure you practice self-care during this arduous process. Uh, there's not a one-size-fits-all strategy, so find what works for you and your interests. It can be a time-consuming process considering all of the moving parts, and you do need to schedule time to apply to jobs since applying for jobs is a job in and of itself. But that means you also need to schedule breaks. Schedule time to do stuff you enjoy, even if for one hour during the day. By the way, that doesn't include eating and sleeping. It, it pains us to have to say that those two essential activities should be naturally scheduled into your daily life. Applying to a career is a complex process, so utilize all resources, not only online. Utilize your career services office, more specifically your program manager. We've discussed in previous podcasts how our job is to help this process be more simple and easy for you. So the more we work together, the easier it is for us to connect you to opportunities that may fit you best. Someone who has witnessed this firsthand is one of our special guests, Charles Horning. Charles Horning, thanks again for joining us on Going Places. Thank you, Ray. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. So although you work in AMS, I feel like your standpoint of industry and your long experience as a faculty member would be helpful insight for anyone. It seems you have had the opportunity to witness some of the best and worst stories when students apply to jobs. What is the biggest mistake you've seen someone make when applying to their first career? I think one of the, of the biggest mistakes I've seen is students that kind of put all their, all their eggs in one basket mm. and they, they have a, an employer that they really want to work for, which is terrific but that's the only interview they go on. They kind of put everything right on that one interview and um, sometimes go into it not as prepared as they probably should. As you said, I'd use the folks in career services and get prepared to do an interview and uh, go into it. Uh, maybe not that this is your first interview that you've done, but you have a couple of interviews behind you, so you kind of know what to expect when you go into it. Perfect. And w with that being said, what's the best thing a student can do when applying to a career? Oh, be prepared for uh, the interview and know something about the company that you're applying for. Go in and have some questions prepared. You know, you, I guarantee that they're going to ask you a to ask them some questions about the, uh, about the career or about the company. And if you just sit there and look at them, it makes it uncomfortable for both the person that is interviewing you and for yourself. So go in and have some prepared questions and be ready for that part of the interview. I agree with that. And so with that being said, what has been the most surprising thing that you have heard an employer say about the application process? I think one of the most surprising things I've heard is uh, students that come in for an interview and they don't speak confidently about their experience as a student. Uh, students do a lot of things while they're here. And some of those things that they might take for granted, an employer really looks at it and say, wow, you know, that's really kind of neat that you did this, but yet the student uh, kind of doesn't really emphasize it or doesn't put any um, importance on that particular item. Thank you, Charles. Let's, let's step into our time for alumni reflection. We are ecstatic to have Chris Carter from Embry-Riddle Daytona Beach here with us to talk about his perspective on applying to careers as a Riddle employee and an alum. Chris, first let us know who you are, what you studied, and how you got to be where you are. Hi, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, well, I grew up in Maryland, and I joined the Navy right out of high school. That's how I came to Florida. I uh, finished my time in the Navy. I was an avionics technician on helicopters. Um, ended up staying in the state and working down in the um, Sarasota area 
doing avionics and installation on, on different general aviation aircraft, which was a really good experience. And interestingly enough, on the career services, it was, to Chuck's point, it was one of those things where I didn't really think at the time I had a transferable skill to the civilian world from the military. I just, you know, military helicopters and the civilian world doesn't have those big helicopters or they didn't then. Uh, but it, I did. And, and it was actually through a career expo that, that got me to thinking like, oh, I could work in the civilian world doing this um, on a military base. But it was a career expo there. And uh, so ultimately, that led me to, to finally using my GI Bill and getting my degree, which I did at University of Florida, in history and photojournalism. I went completely away from aviation, even though that was always my interest, uh, because I, my plan was to fly for the military. I was going to go back in Coast Guard this time and uh, fly for the military. Um, and that also ultimately did not happen. I didn't get selected, but hey, things happen, right? And I came to Daytona Beach while I was doing that at, at the, right after I graduated and started working for Emmy-Riddle in February of 2007. So 12 years later, here I am. And along the way, I've become an alumnus, and I've really in, enjoyed my, my time here at the university and, and a couple different roles, admissions, alumni, and, and now with the Aviation Maintenance Science Program. That's great. So in our work together, we have discussed a lot about Riddle students using the ERAU brand when applying to opportunities. Uh, for, for anyone wanting to use a brand, really, tell us more about the value of our brand. Embry-Riddle is well known in the industry. Uh, that's a fact that I think no one would dispute. When students are applying to careers in the industry, they, they should be aware that they are now woven into the fabric of our brand. You know, they're a part of it. And there's a responsibility to uphold that reputation. And the good part is you get to build your reputation off of that. Yeah, so I understand you go to a lot of expos and trade shows in your role. When you're at expos, trade shows, and more, how do applicants best use the Embry-Riddle brand? Well, yeah, I see a lot of students uh, come out to the trade shows, and, and I think it's a, a tremendously valuable experience for them, and I would highly recommend it to any student uh, here to go to a, a trade show, a career fair, or something that's out in the industry. I think it would start by being humble. Um, by being humble and, and letting the, these professionals that are out there, let them know that you're, you're looking to learn more, that you're not you know, coming to them under the, uh, the condition of, I, I'm graduating from Embry-Riddle, I, I know everything, I have my degree. And, and I, I think the vast majority of our students do not fall into that category. Uh, but some of them do, you know, they, they, they come and they lead with that. You know, I graduated from, I'm graduating from Embry-Riddle and, and I think they, uh, some students may expect that a, an employer is going to just say, oh, okay, well, here's, here's your job. And that's definitely not how it's going to work. I think if you show humbleness and eagerness to learn and excitement and, and a good energy uh, that you, you will see really positive results and opportunities that will probably exceed your expectations. Thanks, Chris. Chris Carter is the Manager of Recruitment, Admissions, and Marketing for the Aviation Maintenance Science Department. Did we miss something or did you have a follow-up question? Follow us on Twitter and let us know with the hashtag goingplaces. For more info, our website is careerservices.ereu.edu. If you are a student or alum, check out Handshake for all of the career development resources you may need. Special thanks to the Wicked Studio team and our guests Sandy, Lauren, Roth, Mike, Charles, and Chris. Remember, applying to a job is a job in and of itself. Plan ahead, schedule breaks for yourself, and use all the resources available to you. I'm your host, Ryan Mazon. Catch you next time on Going Places with Career Services.